Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Days away from the regular season, which means it's our annual preview show, fellas. NBA season preview. Joseph Pavone here. Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra. It's a college Street podcast. It also means we're days away from our live broadcast at the Harp. If you haven't signed up already for a chance to win tickets to the season opener between the Celtics and the Sixers, what the hell are you waiting for? All right? It's easy. You subscribe. If you've not subscribed already, you take a screenshot, tweet at us, and you're automatically entered to win the tickets. We'll be doing the drawing. Two days before the game, so you can come down, claim your tickets. Come to the live show just because you want to come out and have fun. Yeah. So you win right. tickets by sitting on your goddamn couch. Exactly. Just screenshot the shit and fucking tweet at us. We'll give you fucking tickets. Like, I've, seen, I've seen more complicated ways to win yes. tickets than, than this. Yeah. And you know what, fellas? That's some news for you. Oh, what? What? We got some news, bro? We got some news for you and for the listeners, of course. If you strike out and what? you don't win what? the tickets, what? come down to the harp, sign up to win pair of Celtics tickets for a future game. We're giving away another pair thanks to our friends over at 1 in 100. They will be sponsoring the live broadcast. That's 1in100.co That is your go-to site to win tickets to sporting events and concerts around the city. 1in100.co That's O-N-E-N 100.co So if you don't win the tickets to see the Celtics versus the Sixers, you can win tickets to see a future Celtics game so Thanks there, to our friends over at 1 in 100. There is a reason to come to the Harp then, huh? There you go. There you go. So now you have a reason to come to the Harp, and you also have two chances to win Celtics tickets. Man, making it rain Celtics tickets around here. 
That's right. It's like Christmas for Celtics fans. That's how Causeway Street do. That's how we. That's how we're doing it. That's how we do. Exactly. Present Causeway Street. This is actually the first time we've ever done this. Present yeah. tense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's you know it's a new season. Yeah, also championship get, aspirations. Also, when you get a chance, head to one in one hundred co. You can also enter a raffle, online raffle, to win tickets to any concerts in the city, any other sporting events. Like I don't know the ALCS. Yeah, that's, you know, we got right, a lot going on in the city uh, right now. Uh, right, is that going on. Yeah, that's going on right now. This is so. the this is the hidden gem of anything in Boston right now. It is. You tried it, right? You I did. did. You tried it, it was for awesome. the last series. Yeah, right? I didn't. I didn't win, but I felt like I, I had a damn good chance. Of yeah, winning. you have a really good chance. Lots of <laughs> lots of shit going on in the city. You got the Bruins. You got uh, the Pats. You got the Red Sox, Celtics. Get it together. A revolution. They're still kicking. No, no. That's it. No mats. <laughs> Your plug for all events in Boston. So yeah, that's what's going down. One in one hundred. So check them out. So sign up if you haven't already. If you don't win, come down to the harp and enter your name to win a pair of Celtics tickets. So you got two chances. What other podcast is giving away two pairs of fucking Celtics tickets right now? I can't think of one besides Causeway Street. Nobody. Nobody. Causeway Street is your place to get free Celtics tickets. I mean, this is just the reward for our listeners, you know? For for keeping up with us, yeah, you know? you've, you've you this is this is this is how we give back to you. Your ears have bled for five years now. Now <laughs> exactly, you guys get... hear Sean screaming <laughs> and hollering and saying things that probably pissed you off, and now we're gonna wait. You know, just me, make, bro. Make up for that. You've said some stupid stuff too. Well, I don't scream though. You scream. I, you too scream. Yeah, me and Joel get into it sometimes. I scream occasionally. Yeah, that's true. You can't tell me RJ Hunter's not a better shooter than Devin Booker. <laughs> if Tim wasn't Tim, that was, that was you. You would never give me so much flack for that. But because Tim is such a big Suns fan, that's why you giving me you give me shit for that. I said he's a he could be a better shooter. That's all I said. Oh no, no, I said he's just as good of a shooter. I never said he was a better player. All right, I don't even want to go down this road. We we can we can, we can keep going with this, but this, well, like listen. Let's focus on the upcoming season, all right? Which has nothing to do with RJ Hunter. I don't even know. Did he make the team? No. Nope. Did he make the Hawks? No. Nope. Didn't make nothing. You don't even know that for sure. You're just saying that. Just assume. Sean. I mean, Joel. Look it up. Someone. I, I kind of want to know now. Did RJ Hunter make the Hawks? If he didn't, that'd be pretty bad, Sway. Let's hope he did. I'll look that up. Anyways. All right. Preview show. Eastern Conference, Western Conference. We're previewing the entire season, the entire NBA. And we're going to have Zach Pelican join us. Man, we haven't talked to Zach in a while. Nope. Should haven't talked to him in a while. It's been a while. But before we do that, before we get on the phone with, with Zach, uh, we had to talk about Terry Rozier. I mean, I didn't see this coming. Did yeah. you two see this coming? Negotiation. Nah, I mean, still contract. On the Hawks, still on the Hawks, by the way. Apparently. Still on the Hawks? Still on the Hawks. There you go. Rozier's not on the Hawks. He has a... <laughs> we talk about RJ Hunter. RJ. Oh. RJ still has a few more days to see if he uh, makes the squad. If he sucks or not. Let's go. Let's go, RJ. You got this. You got this. This is, like when, this is like when RJ Hunter went up against James Young a couple years ago to see who makes the squad. Yeah, a lot of people wanted it to be RJ Hunter. Well, a lot of people wanted it to be James Young, a.k.a. me, and I was fucking right. Remember when that was like the big talking point? Jesus. That was the biggest that was when thing. Our lives, the that was season. when our lives sucked as a Celtic podcast. <laughs> as a Celtics podcast. Can you believe it that they're cutting RJ Hunter? It was pretty much that and name an all-star in the league. And let's bring him to Boston. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with, uh, Paul Millsap coming to Boston. Yep. Yep. Kevin Loves. Kevin Loves. The who else? Oh, Kevin Loves. Jimmy was like Butler. Early. That was our first days. Yeah. First couple episodes. Anyways, Terry Rozier. The Celtics could reach a deal before the start of the regular season. Because there is a deadline for rookie contract extensions. What does that mean for this team? Does that mean Terry Rozier could be a trading chip? I don't know. What is this about? Is it, I, are the Celtics going to commit, what, 14, 15, 16 million dollars to a backup point guard? Is that it, what's going to happen? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And, and I don't think they can. They, the, if they do, then Kyrie's not being re-signed. I think like 
Right that now, makes no sense though. Right now, everything. Right now, everything is candy canes and roses and unicorn shits and fruity pebbles and everything that's good about being happy is what's happening right now in the pre- preseason for the Celtics. Like that's it. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, of course I'll resign here." Danny's like, "Of course we're gonna try to resign Terry. We're even, we're even negotiating right now." You know what I mean? Like. Terry Rozier would be an idiot, an absolute idiot, to sign any contract before the start of this season. Am I right or am I wrong? Not necessarily. Why can't it be both? Why can't they sign both Kyrie and Terry? Terry, like if you, if, so so if, one if, of them if, is going to have to take a pay cut. Listen, a big listen, pay no, cut. no, it's, it's Terry because if you sign Terry now, no, listen, listen, he's a restricted free agent, right? Anybody can offer him twenty plus, yes. next season. So why why not fourteen right now? Because that's. $14 million a year versus $20 million a year on a three-year contract, you're talking about $18 million he's losing out on. But Terry if, he, Rose, but, but if he if he agrees to it, who, who cares? If he's like, I want to be on this squad okay, that, yeah, that, yeah, that much. Just, just, hold on. Oh, okay, but... Oh, that, that, that's what I, Okay, if okay. he agrees to it, if he awesome, agrees to we got to steal that's great. a so hometown if, discount. If he, if he agrees to it and Kyrie walks, for example, bam, you got... You have you have well, you have a you're, fucking. What you're starting. saying, what you're saying makes complete sense. What I'm saying is that Terry well, no, Rozier is not signing thing, that though. contract. You guys are saying the same thing, Joel. You're saying you're saying no, that not. if Kyrie walks, you have that insurance. But what Sean is saying, it has to be either one or the other. And then you initially are saying that no, why it, can't they both be signed? Yeah, you're saying it's one or the other. No, and, and you're saying the, that Terry won't won't sign. Th- that, that's what I, I am saying. That Terry okay. Rozier is not going to sign. If he knows for a fact, if he stays healthy this year and plays like we think we all anticipate, and even Danny, if Danny's going to put a, put thirteen million dollars on a hometown discount, we're anticipating him playing very well this year. He can easily go into unrestricted free agency or restricted free agency, whatever it is at the end of the year, and make twenty plus million a year. Someone will sign him to that contract, so he'd be an idiot, an absolute moron, to sign with the Celtics right now, knowing. I play this year out. I sign my tender, whatever it is for this year. I play on my contract. And next year, someone's going to pay me. Yeah, but what if he doesn't want to do that, Sean? What if he doesn't want to play for the Magic or the Suns exactly. or, the, or the Hawks or like you're on whatever? A cha- you're in a championship or, contender whatever lottery for the team next, could be. you know, three to five years. I get it. I get it. I get it. Did to- Why didn't Tony Allen stay? Oh, that's Tony Allen, though. That's a different... <laughs> Bro, different, we literally... You can't... Different. No, no, it's it is. not, man. It is. It, wait, 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 Tony wait. Allen, hold on. Did Tony Allen... Was he a key contributor when Paul Pierce was down? No. Was, was Paul... What? Yes, he was. When Paul Pierce went down in bro, 06, bro, he Tony Allen himself, had a great six himself, games, and then, you, then he you. injured he himself. He injured himself six games later. They yes. won a fucking playoff but, contender, never but mind a But still, was contender. Tony Allen not a vital part to the reason why they won a championship that year? Not a big piece like Terry. Terry was if if they if the Southern went to the finals last year, you don't think you don't think that Terry was a is a key contributor to the to a, to a team that has championship aspirations. Forget the playoffs, just championship aspirations. I, no, wait, hold on. So wait, this year, this year, you think that Terry Rozier will have a smaller a smaller part in winning a championship than Tony Allen did in that in that Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen team? No. 
then he's so, going to get paid. All right. So if Tony I'm, Allen had a small part on this team and when they won a championship and he said, you know what? I really, I had a small part on this team. We won a championship. I, you know what? I could stay here and I could help you guys win championships. Yo, but guess only, what? I'm going to get paid. So Terry Rozier but is going to have reason, a bigger part on a championship but team. The only reason Wait, hold why on, hold on. No, have a bigger part. Hold on. I have a bigger part on a championship team and then say, I'm not going to get paid. Because Memphis is a championship team ever. I'm asking you, was Memphis ever a championship team? That, you're not answering my question. No, you're not. You're not seeing my point. My point is, Celtics never offered Tony Allen anything before Memphis did. Right now, Celtics are offering something to Terry Rozier, and if Rozier wants to take it, even if it's a pay cut or not, he can take it. Yes, he can do anything he wants. No, to I do. know that, but I'm, all I'm saying is, if he if he's if he's taking it, why 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 would he be stupid to take if, it? If, that's if, that's my question. Why if, would he be stupid to take it? Why would he be stupid to take it? Yeah. Why do we stupid take it? He wants to win, and he's not going to win if he goes somewhere else and gets more pay. Because you're talking about, like Sway said, Orlando is going to offer. Could when offer was the last guy? Million. Any? When was the last time anybody you can remember took a hometown discount in professional sports? Tell me, tell me. I mean, when it comes to Terry Rozier, though, I just so wait, wait, hold on. Answer the question. I don't fucking care, dude. I don't really, honestly. I don't. No care. one takes hometown discounts anymore. I don't care. No one takes hometown discounts anymore. So care. all I'm the, saying is you're, you're just, as, you're just assuming that he's not going to do it. I don't care either either way. All I'm saying is if if, this, if the Celtics are covering their asses on both on both ends because the Celtics like what if we can't match? Course, what if the Celtics can't match? That's of what course they what negotiate. If, what, if, what if they can't match at the end of the season? I know. I, of course you negotiate. All right, you so try then, to get him signed but, right now. But you're comparing but, him to Tony Allen. Tony Allen was never a six man on the Celtics ever, never. And yeah, he wasn't James. And he got paid. It wasn't James. He Posey, got paid because Memphis was the first one to reach out. If the Celtics were had a chance to reach out, or if they, you know, they were negotiating the summer before, it's not different. because he was coming off an injury, bro. It was totally different. All right. I mean, this is a huge. So then what are we arguing about? I mean, this we're is... arguing about the fact that he's going to leave for free agency. He's not going to sign a tender. <sighs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. If if this was like the second year of Terry Rozier, you know what I mean? If he was a bit younger. It would make more sense than now, right. but at the same time, I mean, he's not going to necessarily be thirty. If let's say he, let's say hypothetically he sign, he resigns, and he sticks around for I don't know what another three years. Let's just say for sake of an argument, right? That that gets him to like twenty seven. I mean, he could still get his payday then, and even get offered more money with a championship in his resume. You know what I mean? So I, I think he wouldn't be completely ridiculous in, in in deciding to stick around, but at the same time, I can't imagine. Another team offer him twenty million. I just don't think it'll be that much. See, here, here's the thing, though. I if, don't. If, but if you're Terry Rozier, seventeen, right? eighteen, maybe. So then that, and then when you look at it that way, right? You're missing out on what? Maybe four million per year. So you're missing out on twelve, 8, 12 million, million, twelve million, sixteen million. However you want to look, however long it's time for. But it. then you can't. You, you also have to look at where he's at right now. I mean, let's let's face it. All this matters. His dad has got out of jail. He is. Scary Terry, this whole mantra he's got going on. Does that carry over to Orlando? Does that carry over to a smaller market? But compared Phoenix, to Boston, he, Phoenix, yeah, you so, know what I mean. So, so here's the thing. I think though. he's 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 he likes it. He really he's comfortable here. If you talk, if you talk about him going to Phoenix, like he would be the veteran in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, but three could, years from now, yeah. No, I think even now he could go to that small team and be the veteran. He's got playoff experience. That that young team, not small team. Yeah, young team, right. small team. <laughs> Bunch of midgets out there running around. No. Uh, oh, sorry, little people. Little people. Come Excuse on, man. Me. get around. Um, no, but if he went to, if he Tim went is to, like, fuck you, man. <laughs> if he went to Phoenix, he'd be like the veteran that's coming in. But here's my thing, right? I know Danny Ainge loves Terry Rozier. 
loves Terry Rozier. But don't you think that if there is so many big money contracts on the Celtics and the Celtics are always a hub for Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, uh, who's going to come here? Who are we trading for? Don't you think if Terry Rozier deep down could pick his destination and be sort of the guy somewhere, he would jump at the choice to pick his destination rather than sign a contract in two years when you have a huge money crunch between Marcus Smart being on the books. Remember, they just signed Marcus Smart. Kyrie Irving, let's say let's say they sign Kyrie and Terry in your magical situation. Then you have to figure out how you're going to sign Tatum. Then you have to figure out how you're going to sign Brown. You still have Hayward on the books too. Yeah, but you can Someone's cro- gonna, no, you but, don't have to cross that bridge right now. I mean, no, Jalen Jalen is but, coming up, but, but no, but listen, Tatum, but listen, but listen, Hayward, yeah, Horford. How, how long are you signing? How long are you going to sign Terry Rozier for? There's going to just said it for for example, three years, third year as a player option. He says, "Oh, I see that Jalen's going to get paid." Tatum's gonna get paid. Where does that leave me? Plus, plus, we're, yes, he's gonna plus get we're assuming, traded. He, but, but we're assuming too. And then that's another. That's probably another reason. Okay, I agree with you. Then that's another reason why they still just probably want to sign him for low money because it's he's a trade asset hmm. at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah, so if Terry was whether he extends I, so it or not, you're looking from the Celtics' perspective, which I agree with you 100. Right. From Terry's perspective, it's like what we talked about last week with Greenberg. I mean, they just don't have that 14 million that they can plug in to match salaries to to bring in a guy like Anthony Davis. For Terry, from Terry's perspective, he if he signs for less money right now. He would be a future trade chip, which why would he sign up to be that? Where mm. Danny could send him to anywhere. Fucking imagine if he get get a part of a New Orleans deal and Terry's in New Orleans with right. nobody. The same reason why Marcus Smart signed his deal, right? Well, why Marcus they... Smart, I, truthfully, like I know I'm a Marcus Smart guy, but like Terry Rozier has a lot more leverage than Marcus Smart. Does. I know, but Marcus Smart. My point is, my Marcus Smart's deal is a tradable deal. Yeah, that's why. That's right. why they, they he gave really him the deal that he gave he him. He really didn't have any other options, right? Because guess what? Exactly. Marcus so Smart Terry, makes sense for the Celtics, but Terry, Terry Rozier makes sense for a lot of other teams. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying, by bottom line, is Terry shouldn't sign anything right now. And I think as the Celtics fans were being a little bit greedy to say, "Hey, sign a three-year, thirteen million dollar contract," where somebody out there would be stupid enough to give you, uh, uh even if it's a five-year, thirteen million dollar deal. That's still twenty six million more dollars is guaranteed. I say, I say he, I say the Celtics should offer him. Not, I'm not saying he's going to take it, but should offer him three years, fifteen mil. That's forty five million dollars for three years. Maybe, maybe, it'd be a little silly to take it. But yeah. I get, I get. There's two sides. Of the story. The, and you know another thing also. I, I think the timing of this whole thing is just it's off. I mean, I don't see this deal coming together this quickly. Well, it's yeah. Just, I mean, if, Celtics if, are not if we're talking about this in, in August or even a month ago, they have a strong chance. At getting something done here, but at this point, it's just too big of a decision to make within the next what four days. Well, maybe, well, maybe it's been going on all summer, and we're just now catching wind of it. That could be true. because that you know be the, the Celtics are not known for giving rookie extensions. But I will, I will say what I tell you: what restricted I tell you, ones. Don't believe anything you say. Don't believe you. I don't believe. Don't believe. <laughs> don't believe anything you say. I believe, I believe everything I say. I mean, don't I mean, believe. I mean, that should be your mantra. Don't believe anything you say. Don't, don't believe anything you hear right before the season starts. No, but that's not coming from Terry though. That's that's different. You're talking about Kyrie. Doesn't matter. Like Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie. What's Danny gonna say right now? All right, now? so then of course trying to sign him. Yeah. All yeah, right, so yeah. then let's talk about Kyrie and his verbal. Does that change anything? Your opinion on what you know if Kyrie's gonna be here long term? No. Okay, then. So then, what, is, what if what has been my biggest point about Kyrie the entire time? You're afraid he's gonna get injured. It's not the fact that Kyrie won't sign here. It's the fact that Danny won't sign Kyrie. All right. So then, if you sign Terry now. If you sign Terry now, then guess what? And Kyrie bounces. Kyrie's out. That's why I don't think the both of them can coexist. 
I don't think the money works. I don't think the playing time works. I, I don't think, think this the was, investment I works. I think if this, this was any other squad, this is just me. Any other squad, Terry wouldn't consider signing. Yeah, and you know what? You but just because because it's the Celtics doing because of what he's done and what the, and how the team has been you know been put together. He's like, I want to be a part of this. I've been a part of this shit since when it was just Isaiah and, no, and nothing else. And when and when no one no one believed in, in in Terry getting drafted by Danny, everyone's like, what the hell is Danny thinking? Another guard, another guard, right? And he ended up being one of one of uh, Brad Stevens' best players in the postseason. But I will say this: What bench is going to have two players on it that are making between Marcus Smart and this potential deal you're talking about with Terry Rozier? The Warriors. That's thirty like, million dollars. I get in, you, but maybe, maybe the Celtics. You can't, you maybe, can't do maybe, that. maybe the Celtics for the next few years won't care about luxury tax like the Warriors do. They're main, they're paying Livingston how much? They're paying Iguodala. He's in his, he's in the high teens for a backup. I don't know, man. We'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see. Obviously, the next time we uh, record, we'll be live at the heart, and it'll be past the deadline, so we'll know whether Trey uh, Rozier signs an extension or not. Yeah, My say, guess I'm, is it's probably gonna not going to happen. I'm going to say he doesn't. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but uh, we'll see what happens. Anyways, let's preview the upcoming season. Uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, we'll get all into it right now. We got uh, Zach waiting patiently on the phone lines. I feel like it's been like two years since we talked to this dude. And I think a congratulation oh. is in order for Mr. Peliquin. Who's engaged now? A woman decided she wants to spend the entire life with now, Zach. We are in Massachusetts. It's crazy. Are we sure? Zach, can you <laughs> confirm or deny? If it's a man or a woman? <laughs> Is that what you're getting at right now? I don't, I don't know. I, you, you said it. I You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Congrats. Jeez. I know it was like three thank months you, ago. Thank you. What are you looking yes, at? Like uh, different places and stuff? Like, are you doing that? You still going through that phase? We're we're ahead of a lot of stuff. We've kind of uh, booked a lot of that, so it's actually been a little bit of quiet time. I think up next is the uh, the honeymoon. We gotta figure out where that's gonna be. But uh, that's, that's riveting, bro. G- oh yeah, GE mad cakes <laughs> and guys, uh, mad cakes. Good good thing we brought this up. We're actually giving away tickets to Zach's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Follow us on <laughs> <laughs> you front row. <laughs> you and ten of your best friends. Get to go and see Zach and special, get married. Special winner gets invited to the bachelor party. You'll, the, be, you'll be on Zach's family side of the church. <laughs> the, the Causeway Street table. Ah, shit. Too funny. Oh, man. All right, Zach. So let's, let's, uh, let's start in the East. Why not? You know, there's this, all this talk about the Celtics and how good they're going to be. They're not going to struggle. They're going to win like 75 games. So where, do you, where do you fall in this conversation? How, how good is this team going to be? I, worst case scenario, seventy-two wins. Right, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. I mean, the whole Warriors thing all over again. That's that's what we're going to look at. You know, oh, absolutely. Warriors and Bulls yeah, so they win like the first fifty straight, and then maybe they just kind of tail off at some point and lose like a game or two there, here and there. But the narrative is going to be: uh, Are they bored? Fifty yeah, straight exactly, wins. Exactly. <laughs> was was Kyrie sleeping through that game? He was actually sleeping on the bench. That, that <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they should they should be very good. They should be very good. I'm incredibly excited about this team this year. I mean, you, I was thinking about it before uh, we hopped on the call. And is there a team in the East? Actually, maybe in the NBA, maybe not just the Eastern Conference that added more talent than the Celtics did from what their playoff roster looked like last year to what their opening day roster is going to look like this year. They just added two perennial oh. all-stars with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, and they were in the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago. So, yeah, they, they improved, and they improved in a big way. So I, they should be, the for me, I, I would think, the clear-cut number one team in the East. And you know what? They might have the best record in the NBA this year. Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. Bold prediction. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, where's Philly fall? Don't say second. I got them at third. I got them at third. I think they still need to figure out a few things in the backcourt. Uh, I don't know if Markel Fultz, Sean's boy, is uh, is quite there yet. But uh, if he can mature a little bit, if he can figure it out a little bit and get into the starting lineup and, and maybe deliver on some of that promise as a number one pick a year ago, I, I, I say they get up to at least third. Uh, I, I say I still think there's at least one more team that's going to be able to uh, finish a, a little bit ahead of them. Yeah, Sean's still waving that Fultz flag. He won't let that go. Yeah, Fultz, maybe. Maybe he'll come back, you know? Oh, now it's maybe. <laughs> no, nah, he'll come back. He's fucking coming back. I'm just saying. I sense a tune being changed. No, no, no. I'm in. I'm in on faults. I'm in on faults. I'm just saying maybe not, you know, rookie of the year. Do you, still, do you still have that? Uh, it's all. Yeah. The, it's all, the T-shirt. It's all faults. It's all. That's all faults. You <laughs> still have Foltz. that shirt from, yeah. from Green Line? Of course the I tees? do. Yeah. You of course still rocking I do. that? Yeah, faults. <laughs> he was so pissed that night. Yeah, tell. man. Yeah. So like, take the fucking shirt. <laughs> Hundreds of shirts produced. <laughs> All right, so who's number two? Who's number two? Wait, you got him at three. Uh, two, I like Toronto. I think uh, if, yeah, if Ky- uh, Kawhi, not Kyrie, if Kawhi can be healthy um, and be close to the player that we remember him as in, in San Antonio, I think that team got better by uh, swapping him for Rosen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they were the number one team in the East last year. I think they're still a very strong team this year. And, uh, you know, Leonard in the East, I mean, there's going to be a cakewalk. There's going to be a lot of easy nights for these teams at the top of the East with, uh, with a very, very weak bottom half of the conference. So I like Toronto. I think they're going to, they'll be, uh, the two right behind Boston. And then, like I said, Philly, uh, rounding out that top three. Okay. So you got Boston, Toronto, Philly. Who's that? Who's that mystery fourth team? Because I think after the, those three teams, it, it can go either way, right? Right. For a lot of well, people. Who's, who's a sleeper? Me, can I guess? Give me a can I guess team. who a sleeper is? The Pistons, huh? Huh, Zach, you still riding that bear wagon, huh? I see Philly moved up on your list this year, huh? huh? How bad were you sweating for like the first three months of the season last year when they were like in second in the conference? Yeah, I was, I was, but I, 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 just, I, and, I and, and Brooklyn I was tenth. Yeah, I was quiet. I was quiet. Yo, off air, you you actually admitted to you like, yo, if the Pistons are still relevant in February, because I'm, I'm never going to hear the end of it from Zach. Uh, <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah, give me a give yeah, me a super they, squad. I like I like uh, I like Milwaukee this year at four. Uh, I like them at four. I think uh, Giannis is. Uh, I think he's got an MVP in him this year. Mm. I think he's got an MVP in him. I think he runs that team right up to fourth, gets them a home seed. I think that's going to be a very dangerous team come playoff uh, playoff time. My big thing with Milwaukee is can they maybe squeak out a deal to get one more stud player? We heard some rumors about uh, Chris Middleton bouncing around the idea of possibly trading him. Uh, to, to see if they can improve their their star power, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I like the Milwaukee team at four, though, and uh, in the East. Yeah, see, for me, I feel like they, they have to add to those guys. Like I like Middleton for that team, especially if he's healthy. You right. know, we, we saw the difference what he does for that team when he's healthy. You know, in comparison to the years where he he missed so many games. But another person that a lot of people are not talking about is Brook Lopez. I mean, Brook Lopez, if he's healthy, that's legit. No, it's not. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Brooke Lopez? What is this, 2007? Yo, for a fourth option? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean? For an offense that can use all the offense that they can get at this point? Because think about it. Who else is going to score for that team besides Chris Middleton and obviously Giannis? Like, yeah. And, and, oh, I guess you got you know Drew Bledsoe <laughs> going in there. Are you, are you, more, are you higher on Brooke Lopez on His the Bucks Eric, or man. Dwight Howard on the Wizards? Brooke Lopez on the Bucks. That's ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? That's just a ridiculous statement. I don't know. Well, all right. Well, give me, give me a, give me a Brooke Lopez stat line then. If it's so ridiculous, Brooke Lopez stat line this uh, year: fourteen games played, 
<laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, and I mean, he said if he's if, healthy. Though. He said if he's healthy. That's sure. a, you know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Bucks are always going to be that middle of the pack kind of team until they do add another. They need to add know, star. Else. Yeah, like a star quality so I, player. He can't win by himself. I think I think the Pacers have a better squad than the Bucks do right now. To yeah. be honest, truthfully, really, yeah. I think, this I think is the, the team the Pacers, that took the Celtics to seven games, though. I understand that, but everything is predicated again around Giannis. Can Giannis take that next step? We don't know because it's, a, it's the same exact squad, and we don't know who the, their new coach how how he's going to play into the whole equation. All right, well, let me let me ask you this then: Which team got better during the offseason? The Bucks or the Sixers? I mean, that's the thing. Like they they actually got better with the moves that they made. The Sixers, who do they have besides Wilson Chandler? All right, so then other than other than Lopez, who else uh, do, do you do you feel like can make uh, a legit impact for the Bucks? Well, first of all, Giannis is. I still I still see upside in Giannis, you know. So that's that's works in their yeah, favor. He just has to he has to be he has to be more consistent. But the Bucks don't right. have shooters, and if I mean if Giannis developed a three point shot over the summer, well, that, well, know, maybe that makes a difference. Well, see that's the thing though. That's why I think adding offense like for a guy like Brook Lopez. And look, I, I'm not putting him in that category like like Zach said. You know, trading for a, a you know superstar, or whatever. He's obviously he's clearly not that, but he's a solid. You know what? 13, 14 points a game. I mean, that so he gives him a boost. Essentially, you just replaced Jabari Parker, right? Not really, because Jabari Parker was very inconsistent. And there's a reason why he didn't see minutes in the postseason as I mean, much they're, as people they're expected both him to. injury prone. So, again, if Brook Lopez stays healthy, then, yeah, you can. I can see him, you know, like you said, 13, 14 guys, points. Guys, here's, here's the thing. Brook Lopez, Jabari Parker, fourth options are not going to make you a playoff contender or put you over the top, right? I mean, let's be honest. In this weak Eastern Conference, I mean, it gives you a boost. It, it puts you in a position where, like Zach said, you get home court. They didn't have home court. If the Bucks had home court against the Celtics, I don't know if the Celtics get out of that yeah, series. Yeah, but you, you asked if... Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to flat out say they don't get out of that series. All right, home so, court. Then, so then you you just asked who had a better offseason, the 76ers or the Bucks. Yes. But if the 76ers are still the same, pretty much the same exact squad... They were better than the Bucks last year, and adding Brook Lopez doesn't make them better. Mm, how than, do they than look the Sixers, in the playoffs though? Because they don't have a closer. That's always been my thing about the Sixers. There is no closer. Same they thing don't with the have Bucks. Giannis is not a closer. Giannis is a closer. A top ten in player. A different in a different way than I mean. Again, they don't have shooters. They don't have. It's not. You're not going to. You're not going to depend on Bledsoe. You're not going to depend on Middleton. Yeah, you got Chris Middleton, who's who shot nearly fifty yeah. percent throughout the series against the Celtics. He was on fire. Yeah, I think Minnesota. If uh, Minnesota, if um, Milwaukee can find a way to get Jimmy Butler, then we have a different. Yes, story. exactly. But, but at the, this but point, but the Bucks don't want to give up Middleton. At this point, it's it's it is what it is. I think they're they're a four or five seed. They'll be middling in the Eastern Conference. I mean, unless Philly drops, unless. You know, which I think I don't think Toronto is going to be sniffing the top four this year. But um, you know, I I I think are they the are they? Here's the bottom line: are, Do they contend with the Celtics at the top of the Eastern Conference? Oh, the Bucks? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, the Celtics no. are a clear cut favorite. Though. Yeah. Like, no one contends with the Celtics yeah. in, the, in the best of seven series. I mean, yeah, the, the biggest threat. I, I'm still with. I'm still saying the Raptors, but that's because they have Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, it's a big if, depending on how he bounces back from his injuries. But you know what? Speaking of Jimmy uh, Butler, Zach, if this trade somehow comes together and he becomes a member of the Miami Heat, where does that put them in the Eastern Conference? Because obviously, we don't, we don't know the names that are involved, but we sort of have an idea. I mean, they they did frame this trade that was close to to going through, and then it fell fell apart in the last second. I guess they're in the, pretty much finalizing the deal before it fell apart. But uh, you know, Dragic was was one name. Uh, we're hearing another team may be involved. Let's just say hypothetically, Jimmy Butler. Member of the Miami Heat, 
Where does that put them in terms of challenging those four teams that we just mentioned at the top of the Eastern Conference? Well, I think if they could put it together and not lose too much in the process, I, I think you can put them right in the conversation with Milwaukee, maybe even as high up as, as Philly. Uh, I think Butler, mm-hmm. in my opinion, at this current juncture, if you have Butler on a Miami squad, he's better than any player on that Philly team. And, and it just as of right now, now we're not talking about potential a year from now or even by the end of this year, but as of right now, I think Butler would be better than any of those players on Philly. Would I sit here and, and try to sell the idea that Miami could get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Potentially, but I still don't think they're getting past Boston. Boston is too deep. I, mean, I know we are, we love our Celtics. We're, we're homers, you know, sometimes, but I mean, this Boston team is, that's going to be a mountain decline for anyone in the East right now. So even with Butler, I think Miami may be somewhere in that 3-4 mix, but ultimately uh, I still really like Boston and Toronto over them. All right, last question, Eastern Conference. Who's going to make the playoffs that uh, maybe people aren't thinking about? Maybe the Celtics do- first-round matchup, making that 8-C. I think it's going to be Cleveland. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> oh. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, you think Kevin Love returns to being the, uh, the Minnesota version that he was once was once upon a time? I, yeah, I, I think he can. I mean, at this point, there's going to be so many shots to go around with LeBron out of the lineup with all, all the other stars that they've kind of hemorrhaged over the last year. I think Love is going to he's gonna put up nice stat lines. I don't know if he's going to be as uh, effective in terms of being a, uh, a winning player, but at the end of the day, I think the stat lines are going to be impressive in a bad Eastern Conference, especially the bottom portion of the conference. I think Cleveland sneaks in as an eighth seed. I think Boston abruptly beats the bag out of them for four straight and sends them straight back home. But, uh, yeah, I think Cleveland, the thing is, at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, anyone outside of really maybe six or eight teams, a lot of these teams are going to be tanking. A lot of the teams in the East are going to be tanking, trying to go after the draft picks. I don't think Cleveland's one of those teams that they're kind of stuck in no man's land where I don't think they're bad enough to really have a great draft pick. And at the end of the day, they're going to go out there and have to give a good effort night in, night out, which I think just giving a good effort might get them into the playoffs. Uh, teams like, I mean, if Miami can't get this Butler deal done, I mean, do they hold on to players like Whiteside, like like Drogic, or maybe do they finally say, you know what, screw it, we're going to get rid of these guys, we'll, we'll put them on trades and, and you know, kind of take a step back to be able to rebuild. It just it feels like a very open bottom portion of the uh, the bracket when it comes to the Eastern Conference. I think Cleveland ultimately uh, snags it. And uh, just for shits and giggles, uh, I think Detroit gets in too at the bottom of the, yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of the, the seven feet. There you go, Sean. All right. I can no. deal with that than being like the number three seed or whatever the hell oh, you said yeah, they were yeah. going to be last year. What about Reggie your, Jackson is the real deal. What about yeah. your squad from What about your squad from Brooklyn, Sean? You're not, you're not going on the, the, yeah, well, the Nets train? We'll get into my secret, secret picks a little later, man. Don't worry about that. Oh, boy. I don't even want to hear it. All right, let's head out west. Uh, let's start in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. LeBron Clippers? James and the, uh, yes, and the Doc Clippers. Rivers. No, and the Lakers. <laughs> the LA Rams. That wild bunch. Four no, baby. Wild bunch over in LA. Doc Gurley. Lakers. Man, I, I, I wish these two, well, the, the entire starting five or seven, eight players, their rotation would have like a reality show. I think it would be hilarious. You know, the, the Western Conference, I was, I was looking at this before I hopped on. The Western Conference is a really interesting setup this year. You've got Golden State and Houston, I think, who are by far the class of the conference, even though Carmelo Anthony is probably going to take Houston the giant step backwards. Um, but, <laughs> just but Carmelo alone. Yeah, just Carmelo alone. He's, he's literally, he, that's minus 10 wins instantly. Um, <laughs> they dropped from the first to the fifth seed. 
Yeah, instantly. No, I, I still think Golden State and Houston, I think that's the class of the West, no questions asked. I think by getting rid of Carmelo Anthony, this guy might sound a little crazy. I think OKC improves a ton. I think you're going to be able to see uh, Westbrook and Paul George kind of slot in a little bit better. I think the shot selection, both those guys, going to be a little bit more open. Uh, so I do like what, what OKC could potentially look like this year. Uh, and that would be really my top three. For the Lakers, I see them at four. I mean, LeBron still is a huge presence in any lineup. Um, I think he's going to be able to bring some of these younger players along a little faster. Guys like uh, Brandon Ingram, you know, he could benefit hugely by having a guy take some of the pressure off of him on the offensive end of the floor. And I think having a guy, you know, for as hokey as it sounds, a mentor like LeBron who knows how to win, who's had this type of success in the NBA, I think you could bring that, you know, a player like Ingram along quite a bit. Um, Lonzo Ball will be a little bit of an, uh, a strange question mark in that lineup. Can he play without the ball in his hands? Or does he ultimately become a distributor and allow LeBron to maybe get off the ball a little bit more? Um, could be an interesting setup there. But I like the Lakers right in the middle of the pack, maybe around a four seed uh, going into this year. Huh. <laughs> four seed. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I got them sixth, seventh. Yeah. I just think playing yeah. all those teams in the here's, West is going to kill Here's them. my thing. Here's kill the my record. Thing. I think that the West, truthfully, isn't as strong as we think. Agreed. A yeah. little bit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? The Spurs, where are the Spurs? You know what I mean? Perennial playoff team. Are they going to make the playoffs this year? The Absolutely. Spurs? Of course, man. They could, they could, they're like four. Do you, for, really? do you forget that yeah. DeMar DeRozan is on the team? Or do, you just, do, you, do you just see the team without like Kawhi if they, Leonard? If they, if they I mean, were, DeMar DeRozan is a step like, down from Kawhi Leonard. Bro. No, I get you. I get you. But if they were like the third seed DeJounte all the way up Murray's until like the last. Injured. He's hurt. Yeah, but all the way up until like the end yeah, of the That's this, a big loss. That's a huge loss. Like the last like few weeks of the season. Who's their squad? Like the Spurs. No, I think people are people are looking at the Spurs and like, yeah, last year Kawhi wasn't there. They still made the playoffs. They're going to be okay. No, no, They're no, not no, going to no. be okay this year. So I'm not saying I'm not saying just because they made the playoffs. I'm saying like legit all the way up until like the last. Two, three weeks of the season where everyone from like right. the third seed to like the ninth seed were separated by a couple of wins. They did that without Kawhi Leonard. Sure. I, so this I, year so it's like, it's like, you know, the distraction is gone. I just think that the, you know, the West, the powerhouses in the West, the, the actual powerhouses in the West, you have teams like, like the top tier Western Conference teams are obviously the Warriors, obviously the Rockets. Then you're getting into the Denvers and the Utahs of the world, the Oklahoma City Thunders, like, these teams have question marks. The Lakers fall right in there. All right, but so you, I mean, you so think San Antonio's better than than Denver? No. Oh wow. No, not at okay. all. Not even close. I think just a simple fact because they have pop. I think that just gives them. An I edge. just that's actually I, my sleeper squad, the Nuggets. I just th- I just think that the Western Conference, like the powerhouse Western Conference, is in those two teams, Houston and Golden State. And I think you're going to see from the sort of like what we saw last year, three through. 10 is I mean, going to be a see, dog fight. Yeah, I can see Utah third. And then LeBron James is the best player in 3 through 10. I can see Utah third. I can see OKC fourth. San Antonio fifth. They can battle out with OKC. And then from six on. That's where you see, that's that's where you see the Lakers? That's when you, yeah, I see the Lakers down like seventh, eighth. Yeah. Hey, Zach, where does the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves fall in all this? <laughs> I think they're missing. Yeah, they fall right off the board. I think I think, <laughs> I think they missed the playoffs. I think they're going to have if that yeah, team, and that's and that's another team, right? But, I, no, I seriously think about it. I mean, they're going to have to deal Butler. There's no way they're going to be able to reconcile that relationship at this point, especially after the other day. After the other day, yeah. Talk about talk about nail in the coffin. Come on, Joe. You, you thought this wasn't going to come up? Yeah, a, a season preview. Talk about the season preview. Talk about details now. That's all I'm saying. No one missed that. 
right. <laughs> yeah, everybody saw that. Everyone shit. saw that. I, no one, no one missed it. <laughs> Stevie Wonder saw that shit, <laughs> or at least he heard it anyway. No, um, no, 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 no. Sean he thinks, saw. He saw. It. Sean thinks he saw. It. He, he saw, read every he word. <laughs> Not talking about Braille. <laughs> Didn't read the Audible book. He read that shit. He yeah, saw I, I the think... sit down interview. That team is, uh, they're going to have to move Butler. I, I really don't see any way around it. And once they do that, you're telling me you trust Andrew Wiggins and Cat and the, the softness that they're being exposed for. They're going to make the playoffs in that tough Western Conference? I don't think so. I mean, it does depend on what they get back from Butler, but I would assume they're going to be looking at future uh, pieces, whether it be picks, whether it be, you know, uh, young players or something like that. It's that, that team took a big step back with this offseason. And I think, unfortunately, uh, with, with Butler likely going somewhere else, I think they're almost semi back into a rebuild at this point. So no playoffs for them. Do you see another team uh, swooping in there and, and making a making an offer for Butler, or is it sort of like Miami or nothing at this point? You know, it wouldn't. It would make a ton of sense to me for a team like Philly or a team like the Lakers to go get him. Get a second star out there. Get a guy that you can go to in the crunch time that either isn't named LeBron or. I mean, in the case of Philly, they, they need a, a closer. They need a killer at the end of the game. So why not go after a guy like that? The question is, what uh, what kind of trade package are they being forced to put together in order to get the player, uh, knowing how many good young players and, and good draft picks that those teams might be able to provide? I think Philly, I mean, imagine that. You put Jimmy Butler on that team, and you can hold most of what they currently have on that roster. Yikes. Yeah, see, that was that's what I was thinking when Kawhi Leonard was up for grabs. But yeah. then, you know, I think what scared them off was obviously his contract. I mean, he can just leave next summer and all of a sudden you're left with nothing. So no, I that, think the future's gone. The future's gone, right. right. You'd have to, you'd be sacrificing, if I had to guess on top of my head, a, a Sarage and, or Picks or something like that, right? Because yeah. they're not going to dangle Simmons or Embiid, obviously. So I, I think okay. that's probably, Sarage would be the, the centerpiece of the deal along with Fultz. other assets <laughs> and, and Fultz. Yeah. Yeah. Fultz would have to be in there. Like, hey, just take a chance on him. He's he's gonna develop. <laughs> Watch his videos. You know he's 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 slowly relearning basketball all yeah. over again. They'll sell that false sense of yeah whatever that is that they have going right now to to quote unquote trust the process amongst their fans. But yeah, I just think Philly is all in with these guys. I, I just don't see them within the next year or two. I don't see them saying like you know what let's just let's restructure this thing a bit let's let's trade away sorry for this guy or let's do that you know what i mean i just think they they really think that this team is the one that can give boston a run for its money this year and you know years from now yeah for sure the question was phrased as such that where do you possibly <laughs> where would you see him that would be an interesting spot in terms of tradeability i mean oh yeah no I, not... I got you yeah <laughs> i'm just throwing it out there i want to see like what other team could could come up on someone like jimmy butler because obviously he's, he's a heck of a player yeah Golden State, there you go. Six yeah, Golden State. There. Golden State just adds Butler. Yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough. I, I really don't see another team that has the resources out there to really make it happen. That's why I think the Miami thing made so much sense. You had a team that was willing to move some of their better players in order to be able to kind of get a guy that they thought they could resign long term in there. I mean, you look at the rest of the landscape of the, the NBA. I mean, the don't Knicks are one Dallas that too. Dallas. You're saying? Yeah, a little Harrison Barnes action. No, don't listen to him. He's just talking about his ass. What? That trade doesn't make sense? No, it doesn't. For who? <laughs> For Jimmy Butler? You put Harrison Barnes at Barnes and one of their young guys? Uh, yeah. No. Why not? No. I, I Wait, are you serious right now? I can't tell. Yes, I am. Sean doesn't serious. know if he's serious or not. He's like kind of. No, I am 100% right serious. If you're Dallas and you can pa- package 
someone around ha- a package around Harrison Barnes, who put up 20 points last year. Obviously, your Dallas is getting the better player in Jimmy Butler. You can make a package around him. Some of their young guys. I don't know. They can make it work. Contracts will match up. Yeah, but I'm just talking about the overall skill level. Like, do you, do you are you content with a Harrison Barnes? Are you going to be content? Dragic is not as good as Jimmy Butler. I would take Harrison Barnes over Dragic any day of the week. All right, fair point. But Th- no, I mean, this, then that's it, dude. If you're they, they're going to have to sell Jimmy Butler to fifty cents on the dollar. And if you can get a guy like Harrison Barnes who signed long term, can score, would be a potential piece next to Wiggins and Cat. I mean, it is what it is. You sort of. Bite the bullet. And Dallas has been looking for a starter to replace Dirk for a while. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of surprised Mark Cuban hasn't even tried it yet. Or maybe he has. Or maybe he's just scared of Jimmy Butler because, you know, his reputation. That could have something to do with it. Because, you know, he's been trying to get a competitive team together just to keep Dirk around at this point. He's, yeah. he's still trying to fulfill that promise that, that he'll get him back into contention before he hangs it up. And, you know, obviously the clock is ticking. And they got point. Luca. Luke. How good is he going to be? All right, probably pretty good. All right, Zach. Good. Rookie of the year. Putting you on the spot here. Wow, nice little segue. Um, <laughs> yeah, we planned that whole shit out, scripted. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll take me some Doncic. I love him in Dallas. I think they're going to be running a lot through him, both at the point and at the out on the uh, the wing. I think he's got a chance to be really, really solid for them. And honestly, the makeup of that Mavericks team really reminds me of the Jazz a year ago. So we'll we'll say that uh, the Donovan Mitchell of this year is going to be uh, Luka Doncic. So I'll take oh, him. Oh boy, who do you got, Sean? Uh, Markel Fultz, baby. <laughs> is he even eligible? Oh, yeah! He played a few games last year. So. He better ben be. Simmons. He fucking ben, better be. Ben Simmons. ben Simmons. Does Ben Simmons play on the uh, sophomore team or whatever? No, no. They do <laughs> like ben Simmons play. I know, I know, I know. Just, ben Simmons is like Ben Simmons is like that eighteen-year-old uh, who sneaks into like thirteen-year-old AAU basketball. Oh, <laughs> just fucking dominates. Oh, that's a little rough. Or gotta, like a Dominican. No, <laughs> what was that? Danny Almonte. Like yeah. a little you leaguer. Mean, you mean Miguel Tejada? <laughs> no, Miguel Tejada's one too. Oh man, the greatest interview when they called him out and they gave him a copy of his birth certificate. <laughs> he was just like, oh, this interview is over. What did what did this? What, what, what is this? this? Where'd you get this? Where'd you find this? I'm from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> that was the last time you saw Miguel Tejada on TV. I know two things. How to catch pop flies <laughs> and slap ass. Come on, good game, slap ass, man. Hey, good game. Get some slap ass. <laughs> yeah, Dad! Reyes, man. Good game. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> no, I got... Joe, who you got? I got a random... Well, for Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Wanna... Rookie of the Year. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I like that... I like the... Um... Like this dude down in the, with the Hawks. Is that, really? Um, Trey yeah. Young? Trey Young? You okay. silly son of a bitch. That what? Would, that would be a big surprise. Trey Young like is... Trey. Really? You like him? Yeah, I like Trey. Really? Yeah. I think I think he's garbage. I mean, he's going to be the go-to guy, so he'll get, he'll, he'll get his opportunity. He'll get, his, he'll, he'll get some. He'll get, he'll, get his, his. he'll get his highlights and he'll get his points. Okay, so he'll I get, love he'll get points. Marvin Bagley's my guy. Yeah, he'll I get like points, him. but he'll... He'll shoot about twenty four percent from the field. <laughs> like he'll he'll score like twenty five points. On. Oh, oh, so like that matters because you know Simmons didn't get it. Didn't get his. What, what did what did he put up? Thirty thirty percent from the field last year. I don't I don't think uh, Trey Young's gonna come close to averaging a triple double. Wow. He's gonna have like one assist a game. Yeah, no, Trey Young garbage. I would actually, um, eh, yeah, ba- Bagley. I think he's the best uh, player in the draft. Bagley could definitely Bagley could definitely take it. I just think it's gonna be hard on that Kings team. It's so dysfunctional. 
Like they're gonna mess him up, bro. Like I just don't see how. <laughs> I just don't see. Up. I just don't see how he's gonna come out of this good. Like he got drafted by the Kings. Ah, I don't know. Um, you know who I do like actually, which is strange that it's a New York Nick, but Kevin Knox. That's his name. Yeah, Knox. Kevin Knox. I know his last name is Knox. Maybe Kevin. <laughs> You know the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. Balling in the summer league. Looks like he, from Kentucky. Has a little bit of like Blake Griffin-y look to him. Like has that bounce. Could and the Knicks suck, so I think he'll get a lot of run too. So I, yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes the rookie there. I want to see what Michael Porter Jr. does. Talk about a, my sleeper team. Like well, the, the Nuggets. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't wait to see how this you team got, looks. You got Isaiah Thomas and Michael Porter. Michael Michael Porter Jr. I almost said Michael Porter Williams. <laughs> like Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, yeah, Michael, <laughs> uh, Michael Porter Jr. 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 Now coming off the bench, that's a solid bench. What do we see out of Isaiah, Zach? Isaiah Denver? Uh, I'm going to be really interested to see how he plays next to Jamal Murray in that backcourt. Because Murray comes off to me as a ball-dominant guy. And if Isaiah's playing off the ball, I mean, it's it's a delicate, delicate situation being able to get him to, to let that ball. I mean, we saw here in Boston, he's at his best when he's driving towards the hoop or he has the ball in his hand. So we'll we'll see how that, that meshes. If it meshes well and either Murray or Thomas can play off the ball a little bit more, uh, that could be a pretty good backcourt. That could be a lot of points scored between those two guys. Yeah, so, don't sleep on Gary. I, I do, Gary Harris, too. Gary Harris. Gary Harris, yeah. Too. Fantastic. He, well, his, I like him a little bit more as a shooter on the outside. He can kind of step off and, you know, maybe be a little bit more of just a perimeter guy, more of a spot-up guy. But, yeah, this, this, that's a, a really sneaky good team out there in, in Denver. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, when you're talking about the Western Conference, I think they – I wouldn't be surprised if they, they get that third seed. DeMarcus yeah, Cousins, yeah. how do you see him playing out with the Golden State Warriors this year? Uh, it depends on when he gets back. I mean, the, that Achilles injury is such a big part of the equation. I mean, you got a guy who has been historically a little heavy. And, you know, for a big guy, this is just an absolute uh, kryptonite when it comes to injuries for a big man. Uh, between this or a back injury, that's about as bad as it gets for you. He comes back, and if he's even remotely healthy in that team, he should be fantastic. He can stretch the floor. We've seen him shoot it from the outside. He rebounds the ball as well as anyone in the league, which gives them a whole different dynamic that they haven't had in the past. I mean, he'd be as good a center or as good a big man as they've had in this run that they've been on. Uh, I mean, it's going to be one of those you know, five guys on the perimeter, and if he wants to go inside, he's going to have plenty of room to operate. So offensively, he's healthy. Man, that team is going to be good. <laughs> and I think he'll fit right in. Numbers-wise, obviously, he's not going to be what he has been, but Ultimately, that team is very good at sharing the ball. They're very good at being able to get other guys involved. I mean, we've seen players like Zaza, guys like JaVel McGee have very successful seasons with that team. Now you put a guy with the talent level of DeMarcus Cousins over there. I mean, it's a recipe for a very, very good season if he's healthy and if he can get back, you know, sometime before February. Yeah, but if he starts feeling himself, Zach, I don't know, man. I just see DeMarcus, you know, in the playoffs, Western Conference Finals, and then when the touches start coming as consistent as he's used to, I don't know. I just think he's gonna—he's not gonna like that. He's not—it's gonna be a, a, a tough adjustment for him. And, and yeah. not to mention the fact that the the way they play—I mean, they're so fast up and down the court, fast break style. I mean, if he's not getting his touches at the end of those fast breaks, or if, if he can even get his ass up there quick enough, like I, I just see him saying, like, okay, why am I going? Why am I trying to keep up with these guys if I'm not even getting the ball as much as I used to, or you know, as much as I would like to? 
Well, fair, but at the same time, he played the best team he's ever played on was last year with the New Orleans Pelicans. Agreed. And he split the ball pretty well with, with Anthony Davis when they were both on the court. And they actually played pretty well together for the most part. That was a, uh, a fun team, a strong team for the for a good portion of the year. I think they might have even gotten better when he got injured. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a bad team when he was on the court. Mm. Now you're putting him into an environment where he hasn't been in a team like this since his days at Kentucky. This is the best team by far, no questions asked, that he's played on. And this is going to be a huge role reversal for him where he's going to be in a situation where he's winning. He has a lot of positivity around the team. There's an opportunity to do something much bigger than, you know, just go out there and put up a 25-15 night. You have a point. We don't really know what could happen with this. But if he's winning, maybe at this point in his career, there is a level of maturity that he's gotten to where he said, you know what, I do want to win, and, and this was the best way to do it. So. It'll be really interesting. It's definitely a science project, but I think it's ultimately going to work out pretty well for him. Yeah, it's not a bad project for those guys over there. With the Warriors and the Celtics potentially me and the NBA Finals, who do you got? Take this one to the bank. I think the Celtics are winning it this year. Ooh. Whoa! There you go. Yeah, you call us a homer. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Well, here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Not because I think at 100% the Celtics are better than Golden State. But I think Golden State has been unnaturally lucky in this run that they've had in terms of injuries. We haven't seen KD go down for a real extended period of time. We haven't seen Steph Curry go down for anything too serious. I and mean, we've seen him miss maybe uh, you know a couple of weeks at a time, but not really even more than a month or so. And Clay Thompson's been pretty much available the entire time that they've been on the court. And same thing for Draymond Green. At some point, the numbers you know, ultimately leads you to believe that there is going to be a time where they have an injury and something that doesn't work to their advantage, which is why the DeMarcus Cousins signing really did kind of help them out in that factor that, you know, you get that player back. So even if somebody does get hurt, you still have four other guys that can only pick up the slack. But I think they're going to lose a key player this year. And I know it's kind of a strange thing to bet on, but I think either KD or Curry or Thompson goes down. I think something is going to maybe go a little amiss on that team. So I think Boston, when they get to the finals, they take on a weekend Golden State team, and they win the thing in seven. See, Boom. That's, I thought that, too. I'm like, something has to go wrong here because, you know, this run has been going <laughs> on ever since they had, you know, they got Kevin Durant. Everything's just, it's, it's just been so easy for them. But also, I just feel like if you look at, you know, we talked about this, what, like two episodes ago? If you look at the history of, of teams throughout their dynasties, like, it just seems like this is sort of the year where things don't go as planned. You know what I mean? Like, you, you think of those, uh, Lakers teams of the early 2000s or or even the San Antonio teams, you know, whichever uh, era you're looking at. I just feel like, you know, after two or three years with the, with those guys, like something just seems to sort of like, you know, those deep playoff runs start to take a toll on them. Maybe we're yeah. going to see the same thing this year oh, we're gonna for the Warriors. It. We're going to see it. I think that's why they got to Marcus Cousins. This is their insurance policy. Well, I mean, he's, it's, also, it's also a contract year for him. So I think a little bit of what Dutra has said in the past and what Sway is saying in terms of like what kind of DeMarcus Cousins are we going to see, it could be a little bit of both. Right. Right. But what Zach is saying too, if someone goes down, DeMarcus is like, oh, here it is. Here's my moment to shine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so then that's, that's good for this. That's good for the Warriors. I don't know if it's that so good for DeMarcus Cousins. He starts though. fist pumping on, on the bench. <laughs> He's like, yes. Yeah. I still, I, st- I still think like, I think at the end of the year, like, you're going to see the Golden State Warriors being the best team hands if 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 healthy easily the best team in the NBA easily the best team in the NBA but 
there is that chance that I've been waiting for the Warriors to break down for years too. I mean, it yeah. just seems like something that should be happening. But physics I mean, says if says they so. if they like let's let's talk about this. If they get to March and Demarcus Cousins is ready to come back, and they could sit Steph Curry for five six games, you could sit Kevin Durant for five six games during that stretch. You rest up, you get the team back to full strength, and then you can have Demarcus Cousins literally win you games when they really don't mean that much in March and April. So we'll yeah. see. No, no chance. No chance anyone's catching the Warriors this year. All right, Zach. Hey, appreciate you stopping by as usual. Um, coming to our, li- our live broadcast. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Absolutely, gentlemen. Uh, good to talk to you. It's been too long, and we got to do it more often. I think that's a no. Joe. Yeah, that was that was a no. Yeah, that's all right, man. You don't have to come. <laughs> I'm glad he said, yeah, I'm glad he said you yes. cut up for a second. I, didn't hear what oh, I said you coming? I, I heard live, and I was like. I- Okay, cool. Yeah, no. Uh, no, no. Uh, what? <laughs> you're, coming, you're coming to our, our live broadcast uh, before uh, opening night there. Is oh, that the top, dude? We'll drink Guinness. We'll get fucking drunk, dude. It'll be great. Perfect. <laughs> See you there. All right. Great. Sounds like a plan. All right, Zach. Appreciate you stopping by, man. Zach Pelquin on the Cosmic Street Podcast. That's it's always fun to talk to him. That's three for three on our and our guests since the off season. Oh, we're on five. In terms of we're no, I'm saying in terms of like who's going to win the NBA Finals and. All three of them said the Celtics. Yeah, but Greeny, I feel like it's just kind of saying that just to say it. I don't know. I don't know. Greeny, yeah. if you're listening. Kyle, I believe. Greeny, if you're listening, please clarify. Kyle, I believe. I don't believe the Celtics are winning the championship. No, we know that. But we're just saying guess. I'm not I'm not ready to cross that bridge either. And if it happens, then go ahead. You guys can give me crap in June. We'll see. All right. But anyway, is that coming through the live broadcast though? That's what's up. Yeah, he said well, he said he he said he's down. That part wasn't scripted. No. That was natural. No. He actually surprised us with that one. So if you want to see Zach. I know you guys want to see Zach. Pelican. Also, we got some other special guests too. I can't, I can't tell you exactly who because it's, it's a surprise. Wait, Zach's gonna be there. But we got some, we got some surprise guests on the list, and you don't want to miss out. Uh, you know where, you know where it's at, right? We, we've been talking about this for like two weeks now. The Hop at the Harp, right across the street from the Garden. Six o'clock is the live broadcast, and if you haven't already, send us a screenshot of you subscribe to our podcast and enter your name to win a pair of tickets to see the Celtics versus the Sixers. Season opener. We'll be announcing the winner live Sunday. Stay tuned for the exact time. We haven't exactly figured that out yet, but it is going to be on Sunday, and we'll make sure we do it before the Sox and Pats game. Come on, we're not stupid here now. We know where the focus is going to be by 7 o'clock, okay? Whether you're watching the Pats, whether you're watching the, the, the Red Sox, the ALCS, we'll make sure you know if you won or not before that. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, and uh, I've confirmed. What you got confirmed? Uh, Joe Tooney's going to be in the building. Left guard for the New England Patriots. At the podcast? Yeah. At the live broadcast? Just kidding. Nah, Look man. at his face, bro. <laughs> Why Joe you... Tooney. What Why? the fuck? I don't even know who Joe Tooney is, bro. Why would you even do that? <laughs> in the middle of the past game, Sway? Uh, oh, no, well, at that time, no. That's Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry, Joe. my bad. Don't. Joe Tooney. Don't insult be my... in the building. Don't insult my intelligence. When Joe comes in. Joel will be there. He loves the harp. All right, now you're just lying. Don't believe that, but believe everything else. I don't even know if Joe and, and, be... and believe this, too, because, you know. <laughs> I'll reach out to him. I'll get him. I'll get him there. I'll get him there. Joe's going to be there? I'll All get right. him there. All right, let's get into it in case you missed it. Let's do it, guys. Let's, let's wrap this thing up. It's been long enough. In case you missed it. 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 Jimmy Butler. All right, we touched upon him a little bit in this episode, but if you don't know the situation with the, the T-Wolves, it's been getting stranger by the week. Obviously, he's demanded or requested a trade. He listed his teams. His most recent demand is 
just to the Heat. No other team mm. except for the Heat. All right? Now, apparently, Tibbs, that's uh, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, uh, we know Not Thibodeau, Thibodeau, right? Thibbs or Thibs. Tibbs? No, I, I still call him Tibbs. But anyways, he's the coach and the GM. And apparently, he's been driving the price really high and trying to trade Butler. He's, he's yeah, reportedly he's pissed. He's report, fucking pissed. He wants to hold on to him. Yeah, reportedly he's he sabotaged the deal with uh, the heat that was in place. Really? Yeah. He, he was said, discussing. The f- he feels the way Sean feels about yeah, Dragic. He's like, he was Dragic. <laughs> the fuck is a Dragic? Yeah. That's, like, that's like if Sean. Not trading away Butler awful. for Dragic. No, no. If Sean was in charge of trading Marcus Smart, he'd be like, man, I don't know, guys. You really want someone who's been punching, punching you know, picture frames and, uh, you know, getting into. Situations on Instagram with uh, side chicks. I don't know, guys. I don't think that, I don't think I don't think Marcus Smart is the guy for you when he, you know, he's supposed to be making him look good. I forgot about that. That's what Tibbs is kind of doing right now with Butler, Instagram model. Forgot all about that. All right, you know hey. we know we know Butler's like it health. happens. We know you know Butler's uh, <laughs> speaking from experience, huh? His health, that stuff that's in question, right? In the last few years, no comment. <laughs> no, 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 no comment. comment. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> His face is just, uh... well, well done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sliding in the DMs. Anyways, while the T-Wolves, the higher-ups, they want Butler gone, Tibbs is doing everything in his power to make that not happen. So, what happens now if you're, if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves? You're going to make Butler practice, right? Yeah, exactly what they did. First time during the, during the training camp that he made an appearance, young Jimmy made his debut during, the, during training camp to, you know, ticked off teammates and fucking coaching staff. And reportedly, Butler was aggressive calling out teammates during the entire practice. And then after practice, Butler decides he wants to call a quote unquote players only meeting. All right. Where, you know, he said that he has no issues with the team, with his teammates, just the organization. And then Jeff Teague later tweeted out saying there was no players meeting. Are you recording? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So T Wolves, what they do, cancel practice the next day. <laughs> they cancel practice the next day. <laughs> cancel practice oh, the next day. No media was allowed around yeah. the practice facility wow. during the whole time. What do we think about Jimmy and the T-Wolves? That couldn't have gone any worse. I wow. love it. Does any team even take a risk of even trying to trade for Jimmy Butler if all these hurdles are presenting themselves, especially with Tim saying or pretending like it's not his fault that Jimmy Butler does, it hasn't been traded yet? I think most teams won't care, honestly. I know that sounds crazy, but at the same time, you have to look back at guys who have been in similar situations, and one of two things either happens. Either he sits out, Actually, you know what? No, they both typically happen. He'll sit out for like two or three weeks. They'll find a deal. And for some reason, I feel like it won't be Miami. Or maybe it will be. I don't know. It's a strong It case probably won't be. It, but it probably won't be. Some Pat Riley's pissed, by the way. Some of the team will come in and, and, and make an offer. And I don't know, Sean. You made fun of me for this like three weeks ago. But I, if I'm Houston, I'm picking up the phone. I'm offering. P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker. <laughs> Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Listen. Listen, don't start that. No, wait, don't look at me like that, Joel. Don't start that with P, with PJ Tucker. No, the, the centerpiece is obviously Gordon. And that's, that's a not a bad deal. centerpiece. Is he better than Drogage? Yes. What about that Harrison Barnes thing I threw out there earlier, Ben? No, no man, I'm telling Tibbs, you, if, if that was an option, if, only... if Mark Cuban wanted Jimmy Butler, he would have Jimmy Butler. Trust me. Yo, the, huh. this situation is so absurd to me because if the Timberwolves won, to trade Jimmy Butler and Tibbs doesn't, you just get rid of Tibbs, don't you? Mm, but then who who, do you, who are you going to get? 
Don't matter. Doesn't what matter. Was going to do with Cat Carl Anthony Towns and but then you just have Andrew chaos Wade. because the whole team doesn't know who their leader yeah, but then is. Then and you're these stuck guys with the guy doesn't want to be there. Reportedly, they're not as motivated. And this their is leader is Cat, right? They gave him all the money. They gave him all the money because they 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 were like the trade was already in place and yeah. it's not happening now. He's cashing out. Tibbs is he's literally sabotaging every at every chance for the t- the Timberwolves not to trade. You telling me Jimmy Gordon Butler. can't put up eighteen on that team? Hayward. No, <laughs> that's not a bad deal, Sean. I'm telling you, they need a shooter. They need right. someone that doesn't need. They it's need someone that's deal. not ball dominant. That's a bad deal. But I what are their? What, what's the alternative? I think Drogage. No, I think I think it's a rebuild. I think you need to rebuild at this point. You can't just let him go though, or or you can't just have him sit no, out. All no, year. no, no. I'm not saying that. I mean, turns into the the whole Leonard thing. Like, all right, you don't want to play. We're not gonna. We can't <laughs> except, find a good deal. Except, you st- you just sit except out. he's healthy though. That's the yeah. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. But but because he wants to actually play, he's gonna be like, all right, I guess I'm gonna have to practice and kind of mend fences here. But hey, maybe maybe someone can like you know call him out for call him a name or something in practice, and they can <laughs> sit him out for disciplinary reasons. Who knows? Either way, it doesn't help them out. All right, stay tuned for that. Yeah, oh, Timberwolves oh, are making the playoffs this year. Oh, by the way, he uh, in practice he played with the bench crew and yeah. beat the starters, mm-hmm. not the second stringers, third stringers, third stringers. Like the, the, the training camp invitees? Yeah. The ones that won't have a job in a few days. In a couple yeah, days. Which yeah. tells you a lot about Jeff Teague, Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> Seriously. Andrew Wiggins. How do you let that happen? They no, are they're, trying to, they're trying to prove a point. They're like, we don't have to practice with we don't want to. So, yeah. They're, no, they're a bunch of pussies. And he probably. That team is whack. That probably made 95% whack. of all the shots. Carl Anthony Towns is whack. That whole, that whole organization is just. All I, know in is, all I know is Kevin Garnett is somewhere smiling right now. Yeah. Yep. Get all this shit. He got out. He's like, I saw that coming. Austin Rivers. Remember him, right? Oh. Little old uh, Doc's son over there. What did he do? Got traded from the Clippers earlier in the in the summer. Where'd he go? To the Wizards. Mm. And Mr. Austin Rivers isn't happy that all the attention in the East is going towards the Celtics <laughs> and not the Washington Wizards. Really, Austin? Okay. Yeah, right. I, I think I saw this. Did he drop an N-bomb? Um, no, he dropped an F-bomb. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what? Where'd you get that from? The song he did. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, so I'm you know read what he said. My quote: I think we're heavily slept on. Team's been in the playoffs. We. What the last five or six years? Then going on this year, you add me, Dwight Howard, <laughs> Jeff Green. Did you really, just say that, and nobody <laughs> seems to talk about us. Yeah. Okay. So I just think that we're heavily slept on, but that's fine. At the end of the day, we. Nothing really matters until the season starts, and we set the tone for ourselves. I get the hype of a couple of other teams, but I think we have a chance to compete with the best of the East. Yo, this dude wouldn't even be in the league if Wait, it was when his did first he swear? Dad. His dad saved his career. Next, my, my next quote. All of a sudden, when he's asked, like a he, he's a he's a, an important piece to a championship contender or, yeah. or a conference now, contender. Your dad, your dad traded you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but three years ago, if his dad didn't trade for him, he would be out the league right now. He wouldn't even be in the NBA. When asked about other teams that are being, quote-unquote, slept on, he says, nobody seems to talk about the Pacers because everybody's so fucking gassed up on the Celtics and the Sixers, and rightfully so. They're both talented teams, but Indiana's just as good as both those teams, and I think we are in the same situation. End quote. Well, that's not true. Marcus Morris gave him a shout out. Marcus Morris said that, that that's his sleeper team. It was the Pacers. So lies. You're lying, Austin Rivers. About his own teammate? Yes. 
Oh no, Marcus Morris. You said no. I'm talking about Marcus. No, oh, no, okay, not Marcus. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Maybe yeah. you are talking about the <laughs> other person. Oh yeah, conspiracy glad, theory time. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> no, see, this is the problem. This <laughs> the, like, no, this is the problem. No, no, no. Seriously, no, not about that. The problem <laughs> is the problem is Marcus Morris is playing for the Wizards. <laughs> oh, that's sabotage. No, the problem is people can't get over the fact that oh they're not they they're, they're just sleeping on the fact that I should say. That the Celtics were that close again into the NBA Finals and didn't have Kyrie and Hayward. Like, and listen, Hayward aside, I get it. We don't know what Hayward's going to look like. He hasn't looked that great throughout the preseason. But just adding Kyrie to the mix makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> Meanwhile, what, you going to tell me the Wizards got better because they got a Dwight Howard and an Austin Rivers? Jeff Green. Forgot. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know if you know this, but NBA Jeff finalist Green. Jeff Green. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he went off. First time in his career. He went off he in the NBA Finals. Went off year. in Game 7. Yep. Shout out to him. And Game 6, too, fucker. They're like, stop crying about it. I'm so tired of everyone. Not everyone, but like guys like Austin Rivers. And, Trisha Thompson. And Trisha Thompson. <laughs> like, yeah, of all people, right? Like, just crying about they're not favored to win the East. Like, what did you expect going into the offseason? The Celtics were the favorite to come out of the East the moment LeBron James left. Like, and get like, over the Wizards, it. The Wizards were the eighth seed and got, got fucking knocked out by the Raptors. Who got shitted on by the by the Cavs? So you tell me, how 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 are the Wizards supposed to be talked about? Yeah, the Wizards have snuck into the playoffs like four out of the last five years as a six, seven, eight seed, like in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you're not a good team. Well, <laughs> like if you're if you're staying should, should down have held on to Paul Pierce, six, seven, and eight seed, then just in in the East, the fuck out of here, Snoop Dogg, Snoop, my homie. Snoop Dogg, huh? That's not the first time Snoop's made it. One of the best shows on television mm. with Martha Stewart. Yeah, you love this shit. Look it up, man. yeah. It's TV Gold, man. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Potluck, Potluck dinner, that. baby. You gotta watch that shit. All right, the homie Snoop has a cookbook out that includes recipe for Pot. a fried bologna sandwich with barbecue chips. Right? I'm not lying about that. That's actually one of the recipes in that book. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> so Do you know what bologna is made out of? A lot of shit. I've heard that one time it was made out of like. The penis of the cow. Oof, that's why I've never been a fan of Bologna. Bologna. Yeah. No, just the foreskin. Not the whole thing. Could be just. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, you, you, you look dead serious <laughs> when you say that shit, dude. I'm like, well, that doesn't make it any better, bro. Like, wait, what? That doesn't make it any better. To, I used to love bologna as a kid, and then somebody in middle school told me that, and I never ate bologna what ever again, bro. What if circumcised pigs don't count? What if, what, if me, what if me and Sean were like, that doesn't sound. Okay, well, in that case, that's fine. Then it's just a foreskin. Cows don't have foreskin, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> It's all leathery, dude. Well, the, oh, the homie Snoop has his own musical now, guys. And it's called Redemption of a Dog. <laughs> He's dead serious about this. He's the oh, star in this movie. And this, I'm sorry, in this musical with Tony Braxton's sister, Tamara Braxton. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. That'd be <laughs> shit, dude. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, so yeah, that was just gonna Antonio say Antonio Banderas. <laughs> you, just took, you just took the you just took the the words out of my mouth. Like it's gonna be like his greatest hits. Like what? No, no, it's like a, it's just Nate Dogg would be starring in this too if he was still alive. Oh, man, R.I.P. Nate Dogg. Oh, Nate Dogg would be all over this. They'd be all over it. It's not like a remake. And I have a clip. It's the story of a of a man trying to find the right way to live, and and through his searches. He loses his legacy, his fame, and eventually his life, which is his wife, and he has no one to turn to but God. 
All right. He sounds serious, but I couldn't help not take him serious because yeah, I'm with you. You know, he was this is this was the Steve Harvey show that he was on. And even Steve Harvey was like, bro, is it just all about you smoking weed? Because <laughs> even 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 Tamar Braxton was like, I know he does what he does and I promote it for him to do, you know, whatever. But Snoop Dogg, it looks like he's looks like he's like 65 with his like, you know, gray braids. Yeah. He's got the salt and pepper thing looking. Yeah. Uh, look going. So, so let's go. Let's, let's go check it out. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, I'm on down. Broadway? I'm, I'm down to, you know, peep the, the cookbook and all, but I don't know about the musical. Yeah, we go, to, we go to the Snoop Dogg musical, then we hit up Wicked afterwards. <laughs> Maybe we head, Hamilton. Down, head down over to Hamilton. Maybe we catch, oh, catch, that's a, in Boston, by the way. catch a showing of Cats. Yeah. Oh, so this is going to be sounds a, like a great... $5,000 trip. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a great <laughs> weekend. All right. Let me start saving up. I can't wait. That's it for this uh, Snoop Dogg. Edition of In case you missed it. 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 <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, Joe loves him from Snoop Dogg. I think Snoop Dogg's overrated as fuck. What? As, as a, a rapper? rapper? Yeah. Get out of here. Hey, hey, brother man. Yeah. All right. After Pac and Biggie got shot, who did everyone think that was next? Yeah. Back in the mid 90s. Exactly. Snoop Dogg. Was he next? Well, well so no, we'll we'll say, no, about, he I'm wasn't. I'm talking about getting killed. I'm not talking about like oh, the next guy okay. to blow up. Right. So, what's the relevance of that? The relevance of what? <laughs> if you say I, that. I don't know. I see. I didn't, that I didn't make, no, it. I make him a great rapper. Somebody, I, think, I think it just proved my point. It was somebody, it my it point. Was somebody that was considered at the time. At oh, his because time, they, like they were his, the two best rappers. So yeah. then, yeah, he was the third best. He was the third at the time. Come on, no one could touch a young Snoop. No, nineteen year old Snoop. He was. He was. Like, I mean, Sean, if you're talking about flow? like his new music, yeah, it's not as good. No, there was there was a there was a point in time for Snoop. And but he's got a catalog. Yo, yeah, I'm, I'm Snoop, cool. I'm, Snoop I, I, I like ni- I like Snoop as Snoop a from 91, 92 to ninety six. I like Snoop as a nice. character. I like Snoop as a character. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I like him now. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I've never really in particularly cared for him as a rapper. Well, I just feel like it was. He you could enjoy his character yeah. on the potluck dinner. <laughs> I will never VH1. watch the potluck dinner. Yeah, yeah, you will. I won't make you. Yo, do you it. have a side deal with these dudes or something? Yeah, like you, I swear to God, you he stay works, plugging. He the works show. for the fucking CW or whatever the fucking VH1. VH1 guys, come on, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. See, the only reason I even know about this is because of you. Like, I didn't even know this. Like, like I remember seeing the headlines, but like you just been talking about this for like three years now. It's been two, but <laughs> see, you know exactly how seasons. long it's been. Two seasons. <laughs> Yo, I had to sit through a lot of Martha Stewart fucking living shows when I was fucking. But that's just it though. When you hear, when you first hear that, like My mom Martha used Stewart to always rock Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg together in a show, you're like, whoa, that's gonna be awful. But it's, yeah, there was it point, works. There was a point in the early 2000s. Older where, people like Snoop. That's true. Where yeah. it went, it went. We had one TV in my house. My Weed is more would, accepted now. Mom would be watching it. It went fucking Martha Stewart to Oprah to Doctor Phil, and that was just the lineup. That was the daytime. And lineup. then. Six o'clock news came on, bro. And before and, and before that line, <laughs> now she's doing. Will you watch your, your Wheel of Fortune? No, not Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Price is Right. I mean, I would have been at school during that time. What about when you were homesick? Oh, when I'm homesick, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that little <laughs> yeah. mic, yeah. Of course, come on down. Yo, by the way, don't summer sleep, vacation, bro. Don't sleep on those uh, two thousand albums too. There's some good ones in there. The Blue Cart Retreatment was pretty good. We'll have to, we'll have to bump some stooped on one of these days. That's yeah, a good no, I'm saying about that. That's those yeah, those, those are his primaries. Dropping mid-90s. Like it's hot. Get the mid-90s. fuck out of here. That Very song good. was not even the best song on there, though. That's, that that's song a good album. sucks. Yeah, I'm going to play some Snoop right now, actually. Right after you get out of here. All right, I'll bump some Snoop. Bump some Snoop.
Go back to his convince me his catalog. Convince me. Y'all know he's he was on some hits. I Dr. mean, let's, let's, let, Dr. Okay, J let wouldn't be Dr. J without some Snoop Dogg. Okay, let me. I was just gonna say that you got to pick one and only one, Dr. Dre or Snoop. Doctor, uh, no, Snoop. Sorry, I don't know why I said say uh, Dr. Dre. Wait, we're talking about Dr. rapping. Dre. or are talking about rapping. overall. Rapping. I'm just talking about rapping. No, you're talking about just music production or you know not what? production, but music in general. Albums, fine. Rap, yes. Still, Dr. Dre. I mean, all the Dr. Mm. Dre's like. Who has the best album out of there? No, I know, but Dr. Dre's albums, The Chronic, is nothing but Snoop on there. Yeah, it's heavy. That's heavy, heavy Snoop. Snoop. Chronic and the second one, 2001. He knew he was like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be dope. After NWA, post NWA, I need someone like Snoop. Yeah. But you got to pick one. Pick Dre or Snoop. That's it. Snoop. I'm going Dre because I want. I can't not have those Dre beats. I'm Dre's made some Dre of the best, well. the best beats. Dre. Without Dre, you don't get Eminem. Without Dre, you Yeah, don't that's what get... I'm saying. But you're like, saying. I said rapping-wise. Sure. I'm just... But I mean, great. Snoop's dealing with Martha I mean, Stewart Snoop, now. I mean, Snoop, Snoop. I'm just saying. But Dre's Snoop. finding talent Snoop. like Kendrick Lamar. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. It is what it is. I mean, they, they went different paths, all right? But let us, let us know what you think. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Tweet at us. Snoop or Dre? <laughs> And also, take a screenshot of you subscribing to us as well. Yeah. And you enter your name Stitcher, into our contest to win tickets to see Celtics versus the Sixers. Season opener. Guys, we're, we're pretty much here, baby. Regular season. Next time we'll talk to you, we'll be live at the Harp. Check us out. Come on down. And you have another chance to win a pair of tickets. Thanks to our good friends at onein100.co. Boom. Until then, we up out of here. Oh, uh, at also, Street real on quick, Twitter. I don't hate Snoop Dogg. I just think he's overrated. No, I got you. Before, before everyone starts yeah. saying that stuff. Before, right, you, before right, you get yeah. the hate tweets. Yeah. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. All right. Bye. It's all right. It's all right. I fucking hate Snoop. <laughs>